when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Washed away, Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises, Hosanna, Hosanna, come out your way among us, we welcome you here, Lord Bye. 
and multiply God all that I am and find my heart on the altar again set me on fire set me on fire take all I have in these hands and multiply God all that I Set me on fire, set me on fire. Here I am, God, arms wide open, pouring out my life gracefully broken. right to the message. Amen.
Turn with me, if you would, to Acts chapter 3. And I want to say, um, before reading this Bible story, that I still believe in miracles. Do you? I believe God can reach in and do what goes beyond what we can even begin to explain. And I'm afraid that sometimes we limit our prayers to what we can explain. And there comes a time when all of us need to understand that Jesus can do whatever Jesus chooses to do. And when we surrender ourselves to Him, miraculous things can happen in our lives in all realms of our existence. He's not only in the business of saving souls, He is in the business of healing diseases. As a matter of fact, the psalmist said in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits, who heals our diseases and forgives our iniquities. And so God works in the realm of the spiritual for sure, but He works in the realm of the physical as well. There are those who believe that when Jesus ascended into heaven that the day of miracles ended. And this story that we're going to look in in Acts 3 is a testimony to the fact that miracles continue. And then there are those who say, well, once you get beyond the age of the Acts of the Apostle, then miracles were no more because the work had been established. But I want you to know I have seen miracles in my lifetime. I've seen God heal people. I've seen God deliver people. I've seen the Lord make new creations of people uh, as their lives were surrendered to Him. And so what is my goal this morning? I pray that after we look at this Bible story that we would be people who have the faith that Peter and John had, and that we would exercise that faith in the, in the power and in the name of Jesus. And so here's the story. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man was there, lame from birth, and was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he, put ev- where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That took boldness, didn't it? A boldness of faith. Taking him by the right hand, Peter helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement and what had happened to him. There is nothing in our lives that is beyond the miraculous touch of Jesus. But again, I'm afraid sometimes we have reduced our faith walk to formulas that we have devised as a result of our studies of Scripture. 
And there's nothing wrong with studying and coming up with, with, with uh, lists of things that we learn from God's Word, but when we begin to limit what God is able to do to that which we can understand and explain, we miss out on a great uh, move of God in our lives. It is incredible what He can do. When we look at this Bible story, we're told about the encounter. Here, here's this man who's been crippled from birth. He has never walked on his own two feet. And every day people would position him at this particular gate, the gate called Beautiful, and he was positioned there that he might benefit from the generosity of those who were on their way to pray. He knew something about human nature. He knew that, that people's hearts would be softened when they were on their way to ask for God's favor in their lives. And there would even be some people who would participate in, in generosity toward this man, hoping that maybe God would look upon their generosity and... and um, lean a little bit further in to hear the prayers that they were about to offer. So this man knew something about psychology, and as he's positioned there, he's in a humble position. The Scripture says he doesn't look up to Peter and John, but he just asks them, would you be so kind as to share with me? And Peter didn't have any money. He looked in the, at the man and he said, look at us. He wanted to make a connection with him. He wanted to make a faith connection with him. And the man looked up at Peter and Peter said, I don't have any money, but what I have I offer to you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And then he goes another step. He doesn't just speak the words, but Peter reaches out a hand to say, I expect that God is going to do something in your life in this very moment. How many times have we left the place of prayer, the moment of prayer, Really, if we're honest, not expecting anything to be any different after we finish praying. God is able. And when we truly surrender ourselves to Him, there is no limit to what might happen as we present ourselves for His blessing in our lives. And so Peter takes the man's hand, helps him to his feet. Immediately, the Bible says that his ankle bones were strengthened God went to work uh, on feet and ankles and legs that had never taken a step and made it possible. And the people were amazed. They, they couldn't believe what had happened. They said, is this not the man who year after year, day after day, is placed at the temple gate to beg of us, and now he's able to walk and praise God for the healing that's come to him. And so the response that came was a healing touch that only the Lord could bring to him. And Peter was quick to not take credit. He said, what I offer to you, I offer in the name of Jesus. I don't have any money, but I know that my Lord is able to, to meet you at your point of need and help you to your feet. And the result was a personal faith that was rewarded by God that allowed the man to have a new lease on life. Here's the thing I want to talk about in light of this Bible story. Are we turning to Jesus expecting life-changing results? Not only in our lives, but in the lives of our family members, in the lives of fellow church members, our neighbors. Are we really... Are we really releasing ourselves to the touch that God is wanting to bring to our lives? Or are we holding back because we're not quite sure what to think about this and if it's really going to happen? Faith is to be in Christ, not in a process. Faith is to be in the living Son of God, not our doctrines about the living Son of God. 
Lord, help us to graduate beyond our limited capacity to understand what God is able to do. And over and over again in Scripture, we see that where the miraculous happened, people dared to believe that God could do the impossible. Lord, help me to believe that today. Moving beyond what I can manage and moving beyond just rearranging my brokenness. And we're masters of that, aren't we? Where we just kind of shuffle along and and we try to make things look better when God can make things better. Um, Right here in this room, there are miracles to be um, recognized and encountered in our, in our lives. I think about Bob Fort's dad, number eight, Jer- Jerry, and, and the miraculous touch of God that came to him when the doctor said they had done all they could do and there was nothing else that could happen in terms of, of his cancer, God reached in and made a difference. And I'll always remember standing there by the pool of Bethesda and Jerry offering his testimony when the doctor said they couldn't do anything else, we just believed God would, and God did. And what, a, what an amazing thing to stand in that place uh, in Jerusalem where a, a crippled man was healed, another crippled man was healed by the touch of Jesus, and to hear a contemporary disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ bearing witness to the same miraculous power that God can bestow in, in people's lives. What, what's happening in your life that needs the touch of God? Would you dare to trust Him with your life today? Would you dare to allow Him to bring His life-giving touch, healing touch to your life? Would you dare to believe in the impossible? Would you dare to allow an unexplainable touch of Jesus to come your direction today? Acknowledging what's wrong is part of the process. Lord, I I have this happening in my life. Whatever that is, whether it's a a spiritual challenge, whether it's uh, something that just continues to to hound you in your life, or whether it's a, a physical ailment, Lord, I've got this in my life. And I've done everything that I know to do. And Lord, I want to give it to You. I want You, Lord, to come and bring Your touch to my life. And that's what Peter did that day for that beggar by the gate. That, that man, when he was brought again that morning to the place of worship, he never expected that he would be walking and running and leaping in just a little while. There's no telling what God will do in your life today if you would dare to believe for that which cannot be explained, which cannot be programmed or formulated. Acknowledging what's wrong and who can change us is an opportunity for the miraculous to happen in our lives. There are people everywhere who need to have hope as they face tomorrow, who need to believe that things can change, that things will be different. Hey, I'm still praying, 7.14 a.m., 7.14 p.m. God, we repent before You. We pray that You would forgive our sins as we turn our face toward You. And Lord, we pray that You would heal our land, that You would blow this virus off the face of the planet. I pray that two times every day and sometimes all in between. I believe God is the answer to what's happening in these days. Why did He allow it? I've got some ideas, but there's no way that we can answer the fullness of that question. But the reality is, our hope is in God. Our tomorrow is in His hands. Would we dare to trust Him for the transforming power that He wants to bring to our lives today for that tomorrow that awaits us? I remember years ago, when I was a senior at 
Warner Southern College, Warner University now, that I was assigned this passage of Scripture by my professor to preach a message in class. We had to preach a 10-minute message without notes, and we had to follow all of the homiletical rules in, in presenting that message. Man, I was a nervous wreck. And I remember that when, I went, when it was my day to preach and I went in and I was the, there were always two preachers in, in the class period and I had the first slot and I was glad that I was going first, get it over with. And I'll never forget, I went in just to do an assignment, just, just to get this preaching assignment over with and get the grade and move on from there. And when I went in that morning, the thing that I didn't count on having happen is that God touched my heart and touched my soul in such a way that something happened that we always pray for. God, bring your anointing to our lives that we might speak your truth uh, in your power. And that morning, I went in to finish an assignment, and God sent me in to preach the message to my fellow classmates. As I was preaching, and I got to the part where Peter reached his hand and helped the man to his feet, the Holy Spirit touched my heart in that moment, and right here in in my senior preaching class, I let go with a hallelujah. I had never let go with a hallelujah before. And when I let go with a hallelujah, Dr. Boyer let go with a hallelujah. And I'll never forget, when, whenever we would get done preaching, there was always a critique. And that's the part you hated, where they would tell you, okay, you did this, but you didn't do that. And you, you know, next time you, you'll want to put more emphasis here. And... and I went through all of that, but all of that, and there, there were remarks to be made by my classmates, by my professor, but one of the things I'll always remember is Dr. Boyer said, Ron, you preached that like you really believed it, and it made me believe it. And there was a lesson in that for me. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just presenting an outline this morning. I believe in the healing and the transforming and the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am afraid in this, in this time in which we're living, again, we have relegated it to a, a doctrinal exercise. Y'all, it's more than that. It's, it's more powerful than that. We're held back from it during these days, but that's why we gather up here and we have prayer Sunday after Sunday with folks because we believe that Jesus has the power to save and to heal and to change lives. And I don't know what changes are represented here in this room, changes that need to take place. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ is able. And if you would dare to believe in that which you cannot understand and cannot explain, there is no limit to what He can do in your life. It might have to do with your, your personal spiritual life. It might have to do with your physical well-being. It might have to do with a family relationship. It might have to do with a work relationship. It might have to do with a, a, a neighborhood situation. It doesn't matter what the realm is or what the, what the situation is. I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus Christ can work miracles in our lives if we will dare to take hold of His hand and allow Him to bring us to our feet and allow Him to accomplish what only He can accomplish in our lives. Do you remember the story in the Old Testament in, in the book of Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones? It's a picture of of God moving into the midst of a situation where there is absolutely no hope whatsoever. 
And God brings life where there is death. Sometimes we'll look at a situation, we'll look at someone's illness, we'll look at someone's addiction, we'll look at someone's brokenness, and we'll just decide it's hopeless. What we decide after we decide it's hopeless makes all the difference in the world. Once you get to the place that you look at someone or you look at something and you say it's hopeless, you're either going to walk away from it or you're going to do everything you can to get that person or that situation into the hands of Jesus. And I'm telling you, because of what we see here in the third chapter of Acts, God wants us to be those people who, like Peter, will dare people to believe in Christ and then take them by the hand to help them experience the miracle that He's wanting to bring in that moment. Peter and John believed for the crippled man before he believed for himself. That extended hand was, I know God's going to do it. And there's someone in your life that needs you to believe for them and with them like Peter believed for that beggar that day. Maybe you don't need a miracle, but there's someone in your life who does need a miracle. Or maybe you do need a miracle. I'll be that man today to take you by the hand and say, trust the Lord. He can do it. He will do it. Trust Him. I don't know how He's going to do it. I don't know what the timing is going to be. It might be immediate. It might be over time. But I know God does the miraculous in the lives of people. I've seen miracles. I've not just read about them in Scripture. I've seen miracles. And I believe in what God can do. Believe. And help someone believe this week. Help someone to their feet to know that in Jesus Christ nothing is impossible. If you believe in Jesus, nothing is impossible. Would you say amen like you believe it? Amen. What do you have that you need to trust Him with this morning? Would you bow? There's an old song that says, Only believe, only believe. Nothing is impossible if we only believe. Lord, I pray this morning that You would allow by the power of Your Spirit for faith in Christ to rise up in us. You knew we would be here this morning. You know why You brought my heart to this passage to bring this message today. You are wanting to work miracles in our lives and in the lives of those people we know and we love and care about. And some of those people and some of those situations we have decided are beyond remedy. And Lord, in this Bible story, here's a man who not only would, did not walk to church that day, but had never walked a day in his life. There's no way he should have been able to walk and run and leap and praise God that day. There's no way that you can explain it scientifically or from a physical vantage point. 
But God, I pray today that we would understand that as we call upon Your name, we're calling upon the name of the One who spoke all that exists into existence. You didn't take something and make something else. You made something out of nothing. We know that's true. And so, Lord, take our brokenness, take our nothingness, take that which is beyond our remedies. And make it something beautiful. To Your honor and to Your glory and to Your praise. This week, Lord, help me to see that person that You would have me to extend a hand of faith to. And help me to believe that when no one else or nothing else has been able to help them beyond their despair, that in the name of Jesus, they can have all they need. And Lord, whoever's here this morning, that You would have to stand to their feet, figuratively speaking. Again, by the power of Your Spirit, take us by the hand and bring us to our feet that we might believe in Your miraculous touch. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Let's bow our heads, please. Father God, thank you so much for bringing us all here together, Lord, and for the experience that we've had, God, coming before your throne and your word, Lord, and just being able to sing our hearts to you, Father. I pray, God, that everything that we've said, everything that we've done, the thoughts of our hearts, Lord, would be acceptable in your sight, and that the fragrance that's been lifted up here today has been pleasant. I pray, Father God, that as we leave these walls, God, that you would go before us, Lord, and that you would continue to saturate us with your presence. That in everything that we say and do and in every action, God, we would reflect you and your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.